Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson, and it is great to have you here with us today. Our show today is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos, the official partner of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Lockdown Blue Devils is a daily podcast that talks about everything going on in the Duke Athletics world. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Today is Monday, December 6th, 2021, and we've got a Mailback Monday edition of the program due up for you. I answer your questions. Thank you so much. Had tons, the most questions ever submitted via email, LockdownBlueDevils at gmail.com or on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. We dive into those here today. Make sure you take the opportunity to follow and subscribe Locked on Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcast. And super exciting news, Locked on Blue Devils is moving to YouTube. So many folks in our Locked on community that we've talked about are a part of the YouTube space. That's the future. You'll be able to see visual versions of the podcast and listen to it there. Still going to be on the local listening platforms that we've got it on, so don't miss out on that. But go ahead and do us a favor. Subscribe to the Lockdown Blue Devils YouTube page. And coming in the new year, we'll start posting there the show each and every day. Whole lot of fun happening over here at Lockdown Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And without further ado, let's rock and roll. It's Mailbag Monday here on Lockdown Blue Devils. Our first question today, Mike wrote in on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. What is the most concerning thing you saw, if anything, in the Ohio State game for Duke men's basketball? All right, Mike, I love the question. If you missed our conversation last week about the Ohio State game, be sure to find it right here in the Lockdown Blue Devils feed. I would say some of the scoring lulls that Duke went in, particularly in the second half, were the most concerning thing. We really haven't seen anything like that so far this season i.e. it being the first loss of the season for the Duke men's basketball team. But with certain guys in foul trouble, the offense kind of got stagnant a little bit, particularly in the half court. So I would say the scoring lull is the most concerning thing for me that I saw in the Ohio State game. But still, plenty of reason to be optimistic about what's to come this season. Again, Duke, the number one team in the country going into what last week and going into that contest. Saw other teams over the weekend lose, including Gonzaga, Lost for the second time again this season to Alabama. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a concerning for sure in some respects that Duke did lose their first game of the season, but plenty, plenty, plenty more reason to be optimistic about what's to come for this Duke basketball season. Thanks, Mike, for that question. Jacob had our next question here on the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. He wrote in, what are your thoughts on the Paulo Banchero report of losing seven pounds per game? Yeah, that was crazy. Holly Rowe had this report. During the Ohio State game, it's well known that during the Kentucky and Gonzaga games, Paolo's been dealing with cramps, and that's obviously a big concern for this Duke basketball team because at times he's had to leave the floor. At times he's had to go back into the locker room and get full-fledged IVs to kind of get more fluids into his system and get him back out there and operating. And the fact that he loses seven pounds per game, a couple of things here. Great work by the Duke scientists, the medical staff, the training staff there for the men's basketball team and just on campus that you could do that kind of studying, that from someone sweating so much, you're able to pick up on the fact that they lose on average seven pounds per game. And then on top of that, 
You've got to uh, be able to put enough fluids into your system to keep up and be able to operate so quickly. The fact that Paolo can do that is simply incredible. It's the holiday season for many of or for all of us, and and for many of us that means eating tons of food consumption. It gets cold outside, so exercise could be a little bit more difficult for some. So I'm sure everybody would love to be on the Paolo plan, as we kind of joked last week on the podcast, where you're losing seven pounds per game that you're out there. Awesome. And what a fun question that was from Jacob. Locked on Blue Devils Mailbag Monday. I've got a question here from Zoe. Zoe asks, it seems like Wendell Moore Jr. has taken a leap in his game. What is the biggest difference that you see? Zoe, that is very fair. Confidence is the biggest difference I see in Wendell Moore Jr. He's making shots. Therefore, he's taking more shots in a great way. He really is being a leader on this basketball team. All of his teammates are listening to what he has to say, and his play has definitely elevated. It has for sure been a leap. Zoe said it seems like. No, it definitely is a leap in his game this season, which is awesome for Wendell Moore Jr. Let me give you the numbers. Freshman Wendell, 25 games, 11 starts, 41% shooting from the floor, 21% from three, 7.4 points per game. Sophomore Wendell, 24 games, 18 starts, 41% from the floor, 30% from three, 9.7 points per game. So all numbers elevated from his freshman season. Again, his freshman season, he had the epic moment in the North Carolina game in Chapel Hill where he had the putback lay-in as time expired in overtime to win it for Duke. And then junior season, Wendell so far, eight games, eight starts, 56% shooting from the floor, career high, 32% shooting from three-point range, career high, 17.8 points per game, also a career high. Nearly 10 points more per game averaging than as a sophomore. I mean, his numbers are through the roof. The only player in America averaging 16 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and shooting greater than 50% from the floor. Epic stuff from Wendell Moore Jr. Good question from Zoe. Brooks had our next question. Brooks writes in, he said, What can Duke men's basketball improve on from the Ohio State loss? Similar to the first question, half-court offense, I would say, is kind of what Duke needs to improve on because at times, And when they're in their sets, finding a good look has been something that Duke has uh, sort of struggled with. They're really, really good in transition, as we kind of expected from this team. And their defense is so good. So in terms of improvement, I would say in the half court, finding good looks and making those good looks would help. Duke obviously not the greatest team shooting from the outside, but they have very capable three-point shooters on their team. It was a Duke team that gave up a 12-0 run to end the game against Ohio State before losing by five, and the Buckeyes finished the game in total on a 20-4 run. Obviously, Duke was in well good control of that game, winning by 13 at halftime. Difficult loss from Duke as they struggled in the half-court offense and could not shoot the ball well in the second half. Tough loss for the Blue Devils, but they'll be back in action next week versus South Carolina State and look back and look to correct some of those things moving forward. We got to take a commercial break when we're back. We've got more Locked on Blue Devils right after this. Today's show is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can come up and win 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. 
Make sure you use promo code locked on, and that promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize pick allows mixed sport entries, as you can combine football, basketball, and any other sport. It's an awesome thing to check out. As also, make sure you use the award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made up in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com. Use promo code Locked On or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Welcome back into Locked On Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. Let's dive right back into your questions. It's Mailbag Monday. Devil in a Blue Dress asks, "What is the next game for Duke men's basketball that worries you the most?" Good question to ask. I would say on December 29th at Clemson, the next game that worries because that's the next true road game for the Duke basketball team. These non-conference games to close out the season, to close out 2021, Duke has South Carolina State, followed by Appalachian State and Cleveland State. Duke should be and is favored in all of those contests. Then on December 22nd, three days before Christmas, Duke plays their first ACC game of the season. That is a contest that they have versus Virginia Tech. I do expect Duke to win that basketball game, being that it's at home and uh, not as much of a concern. Obviously, Virginia Tech is an opponent that you can't overlook, but the next true road game being at Clemson, Duke lost there the last time they played. Back in January of 2020, they lost 79-72. to It'll be the second ACC game of the year for Duke from inside Little John Coliseum, 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch it on the ACC Network. Clemson this season, 5-4 and four overall. They already played their first ACC game of the year this past Saturday. They lost by five at Miami. Duke has also lost at Little John in recent years. In January 2016, they lost 68-63 at Clemson, and then in January 2014, lost 79 or excuse me 72-59 at Clemson. So they've definitely lost there before. The current players on the roster, not necessarily outside of the likes of Wendell Moore Jr. and Joey Baker, but yeah, that's the the next game on the schedule. That worries me the most. That's a question coming from Devil in a Blue Dress. I appreciate that question. Ryan has the next question. He writes, how big of a win was Duke women's basketball upsetting number 9 Iowa? Huge. Very big win for Duke. That was awesome to see. And they followed up yesterday by picking up a win, 77-55 in Philly over Penn. As Duke wins by 22, they had 12 different Duke players score. Shea Day-Wilson led the way with 14 points, and then Elizabeth Balgun had 13 for the Blue Devils. Coming up next, it's finals week this week, so neither the men's or women's team will have a game. But next Wednesday, December 15th, Duke women's basketball takes on number one South Carolina. That's going to be a really big game for this Duke basketball team, and we'll see how good exactly this team is, I expect. In short time, we'll see the Duke women's program ranked in the top 25. But yeah, it was such a big win to upset number nine Iowa. It lets you know this Carol Lawson experiment is for real. It's going to work out. It's going to be awesome. And I can't wait for the future. Thanks for the question, Ryan. All right, you're listening to Locked On Blue Devils. It's Mailbag Monday. Let's continue to move on. Dr. J has the next question. Looking back over Coach Cutcliffe's career at Duke, which season do you think was his best? And which season do you think was his worst? All right, thanks for the question, Dr. J. Let me get the worst out of the way. I would honestly say this last year that just finished here in 2021, first three and nine season for Duke since 2011 and 2010. Last year in 2020, they went two and nine, but last year's team was a complete mess. 
had a new quarterback coming in. Everybody was dealing with the COVID-19 situation and handling that. And obviously, as we know, with both basketball and football, it's been well documented. Duke had really strict protocols compared to some of their counterparts in the ACC and across the country. So can't necessarily hold that one against him. But in terms of the worst season, this year, well, I mean, 3-1 and in the non-conference, you're feeling really good about how the team played in certain games versus Northwestern and Kansas. And then it just felt like the wheels completely fell off this team. And so, uh, yeah, I'd say this one followed closely by last year in 2020. In terms of the best season for Coach Cutcliffe at Duke, let me say 2013. That's probably the easy answer. I'm going to go with it. It was his sixth season at Duke. The Blue Devils went 10-4. and four. The only year out of his 14 that Duke won the ACC Coastal Division. They lost to Florida State in the ACC title game. Then played an epic Chick-fil-A bowl game versus Johnny Manziel and the Texas A&M Aggies. A back-and-forth game that Duke ultimately lost by a score of 52-48. to Duke went 6-2 and in league play that year, and Coach Cutcliffe was named ACC Coach of the Year, the Maxwell Football Coach of the Year, Bobby Dodd Coach of the Year, Walter Camp Coach of the Year. Many, many honors for Coach Cutcliffe, and what a fun season that was for the Blue Devils back in 2013. I would say that was the best season for Coach Cutcliffe in his time at Duke. All right, we got to take a quick timeout, but when we come back, we are going to have more of your questions to close out today's edition of Locked on Blue Devils with this Mailbag Monday. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever, a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your sports. Bet online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are certainly missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience. One that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-sugar, low-fat, and high in protein. All the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious with so many flavors. This month, Built Bar is coming out with a whole new limited-time flavors every three to four days. So check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. The promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at built.com. My name is JJ Jackson, and I proudly serve as the host of Locked On Blue Devils. We continue on here with our questions today. Lexi writes in, have you been surprised that Coach K hasn't gotten more love from opposing teams this season? Honestly, not really in terms of not receiving as much love. We have seen it versus Kentucky versus Gonzaga and the neutral site games. Definitely seen love shared there. But I'm really not surprised in other contests, a lot of those being at home, a couple of moments before that first game against Army. Of course, the team that Coach K spent coaching for five years, he played there, and uh, that was the f- first game at home to kick off the season, his final year here at Duke. 
but the other games in the non-conference at home, some smaller schools, some schools, as we talked about, never played Coach K and Duke before. And in the non-conference season, as we know in college basketball, Duke is paying most of those schools to come play. So, hey, let's give you some money. Why don't you recognize our coach? I don't really seeing that be a thing. I do think that there's going to be love in ACC games. Yeah, definitely. I think there's going to be more love for opponents in these ACC games coming up for Duke at the end of the year, starting with Virginia Tech on December 22nd at home, and then, as we said, December 29th at Clemson on the road. So I think more love for Coach K is coming in those games. So I'm really not too surprised, Lexi, but that's a good question. It's something that a lot of people were talking about going into the year as if there was going to be uh, you know, a lot of chaos surrounding it. Would it be a distraction or that sort of thing? So, yeah, good question. All right, next two questions to close it out today. Zach asks, who would be your choice for the Duke football head coach? I've thought a lot about this. Obviously, we're going into a week now without knowing who it's going to be. I say Josh Gaddis. Talked about him a good bit. He's currently the offensive coordinator at Michigan, 37 years old, so very young. Turns 38 coming up here in January. At uh, Northern High School alum, the Knights there in Durham Public Schools. He's a Durham native for him to come back home. Played safety at Wake Forest. Knows what it's like to compete in the ACC. Obviously, Wake Forest also has pretty strict academic regulations as well. So in terms of navigating the recruiting scene, he kind of understands what that's going to be like. Played safety at Wake Forest in 2006 as a senior. He was a part of one of the greatest seasons in Wake Forest history as they won the ACC, the entire league, for just the second time. They took the school to their first ever Orange Bowl game. He was first team all ACC, was Josh Gaddis, with five interceptions at that safety spot to go along with 82 tackles. He coached at Penn State from 2014 to 2017, so some good experience there in the Big Ten. Was at Alabama under Nick Saban in 2018, and then from Michigan uh, from 2019, until currently as the offensive coordinator. We saw Michigan play Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game over the weekend. They've now got Georgia, so I think that might kind of delay things if Josh Gaddis were to be the thing because they've uh, obviously got the Wolverines in the college football playoff, so I'd love to see Josh Gaddis himself personally win a national championship for Michigan and then say, peace out, let me go home to Durham and be the head coach for Duke. So that would be my choice if I had a say in the matter and if Josh Gaddis were willing to do that. So young. Got Durham ties, energetic guy, great offense. Let's make that thing happen. Last question today comes from Elijah. He writes in, overall, how would you assess this season for Daniel Jones as the New York Giants quarterback? It's been okay, not great, could be worse, but certainly nothing to really write home about. Again, this is the number six overall pick from the 2019 draft. The Giants right now are four and eight. They are last in the NFC East. Daniel Jones did not play yesterday. He was out with a neck injury as Mike Glennon got the start for the Giants. Daniel Jones on the season has 2,428 passing yards, good for 20th in the National Football League. 10 touchdowns, that's tied for 24th. Seven interceptions, tied for 13th, and a 40.8 QBR, that's 25th in the entire NFL. That's pretty terrible. Uh, 40.8 QBR for Daniel Jones so far this season. Not winning games for the New York Giants, not necessarily losing all of them, serviceable, but obviously New York probably looking for other options. I hope that DJ picks up his play. He's getting towards the end of his rookie deal where things aren't going to be guaranteed as much. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if New York is. I, I know they are. I know the Giants are sort of thinking in their back of their mind, all right, what's next after Daniel Jones? So hopefully he can kind of pick it up, step it into gear, 
and play a little bit better moving forward. Thanks for that question. And thank you to everyone who asked questions today here on Locked on Blue Devils, our Mailbag Monday edition of the program. I had questions from the likes of Devil in a Blue Dress, from Lexi, from Ryan, from Dr. J, Zach, Elijah, Mike, Jacob, Zoe Brooks. Thank you, everybody, for sending those questions in. Always fun to talk about. We just finished a weekend where really not a whole lot happened in the world of Duke Athletics now that football season has ended. Soccer teams are out of play this season. Women's basketball did get that 22-point victory against Penn, but Duke basketball on the men's side in the middle of a two-week break. So thank you for all of those questions. Had a whole lot of fun answering those. Again, we're new to the YouTube world. We'll start posting those episodes in the new year. So follow and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, Locked on Blue Devils. Same goes for wherever you get your podcast. You will always be able to listen to this podcast wherever you get them. So check them out there. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Make sure you check out the Locked on Bets podcast and go ahead and check out Locked on ACC with our girl Candace Cooper. ACC representation this past weekend at the ACC championship football game between Pitt and Wake Forest. Congrats to the Pitt Panthers for winning their first ACC football title. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.